This podcast is sponsored by Ramp. Are you the decision maker in your company? Consider this. For the first time in decades, there's a better option for a corporate card and spend management platform. Meet Ramp, the only corporate card and spend management system designed to help you spend less money so you can make more. Most corporate credit cards offer points as incentives, but those points amount to less than their worth in real cash value. Ramp's business cards offer you cash back, real money in your pocket. Plus, you control who spends what with each vendor. And Ramp software collects and verifies receipts automatically, which means you'll stop wasteful spending and close your books in hours instead of days. Businesses that use Ramp add up to 5% to their bottom line the first year. If you're a decision maker, adding Ramp could be one of the best decisions you've ever made. And now get $250 when you join Ramp for free. Just go to ramp.com slash easy. Ramp.com slash easy. R-A-M-P dot com slash easy. Currents issued by Sutton Bank and Celtic Bank members of DIC terms and conditions apply. This show is supported by generous listeners like you through our Patreon. This episode was underwritten by Tamsin G Association and Chris Giddings. To learn more about ways to support Oh My Dollar and get cool perks like exclusive live streams and a fancy special icon on our forums, you can visit ohmydollar.com slash support. Welcome to Oh My Dollar, a personal finance show with a dash of glitter. Dealing with money can be scary and stressful. Here, we give practical, friendly advice about money that helps you tackle the financial overwhelm. I'm your host, Will, and here's your host, Lillian Karabek. Do you have two hosts? Just in case you were wondering. We have two hosts. Two hosts. These are other hosts. Before we dive into today's episode, I wanted to just give folks a quick reminder that Oh My Dollar's cat-filled personal finance book, A Cat's Guide to Money, is going into the second printing, and we need your help to make that possible. We're launching on Kickstarter, and we just went live. You can back the project and see our budget-friendly panners and more, and watch the video at ohmydollar.com slash cats. Nice. All right. So, Will... This is one of those things where I brought it up because I'm processing one of my own money things. Mm -hmm. And then I actually found it a really interesting discussion. So I thought it would be good for the podcast. But I've mentioned this briefly before, but I went back to figure skating after a 15-year break last month. I've been seeing lots of Instagram videos of you spinning around and leaping about. Yes, yes. (laughs) Lots of those. And I used to be a competitive skater. Luckily, I had uh, parental payment for the skating mm-hmm. um and nowadays it's on my own back <laughs> and i it, it's a really expensive hobby figure skating is like it's not quite up there with horseback riding but it's pretty high up there as far yeah. as like an expensive hobby that you can do and there's ways to reduce costs but uh i you know had to really really contemplate whether or not i wanted to spend money on the, on this hobby right back when i was doing it there was this idea that i was like working towards a certain kind of competitive track and it felt less like a hobby because it was partially a vocation that mm-hmm. is not so true nowadays as right, an you adult been pursuing your your career as a skater as yeah, much yeah right exactly um now it purely is a hobby and i think hobbies are one of those mysterious things that we know other people spend money on like but unless we're actually in the hobby, we don't really know how much they spend on them. So we see their weightlifting competitions on Instagram or the subints that they've hiked up or their fancy new DJing setup. But we don't really know what it actually costs. Uh, all we see is that little square that we scroll past on Instagram. 
And uh, but, you know, it costs real money. It is a real cost for people. And if, if you've gotten to the point where you feel like you, uh, you know, have a little more money to spend to bring some happiness to yourself, hobbies might be a place to spend it in. But it, and so it costs real money to do Taekwondo or throw pottery or learn Krav Magra or brew your mm-hmm. own beer or knit fancy scarves, any of those things. So I actually um, was really fascinated by this, and I brought it to the Oh My Dollar community to ask about hobbies, including asking people, like, are the, do you have hobbies that actually save you money or are totally free? Like, not all hobbies are spendy, but, like, what do you average on it? Um, and I think hobbies are, we, you know, we talk all the time about, like, getting value from your money and getting happiness from your money as opposed to just viewing it as numbers through the screen. And uh, there's some research that was published by the Society for personality and social psychology that said that valuing your time more than the pursuit of money leads to greater feelings of well-being that makes sense yeah so like valuing your time means spending wisely on on hobbies exercising being with your family those kind of things and this is also one of the things we see even in like the more high income communities of people that are looking at early retirement if you're looking at early retirement you have to have something to do once you retire. Yeah, that's true. Right? <laughs> um, and so especially in like the early retirement kind of frugality communities, people will will just work really hard and they'll strip their lifestyle down, to, you know, to facilitate just making as much and saving as much money as possible in order to hit that financially independent retired early mm-hmm. kind of number. And then like they leave their job and the vacuum opens before them. <laughs> right. You got to figure out what to do with your time. Yeah. What, what did I do? Oh, all I did was work to save money, um, which is which is no shade at choosing to do that. But it, I think hobbies are it's one of those things that like building your life around it can make you live a happier life, frankly. So and that's just, you know, that's part of this this whole money thing. Right. You pro want, tip. <laughs> yeah. Pro tip. You want to be secure. You want to be safe. You want to live according to your values. You want food in your mouth and Something shelter. Shelter over your head, and you need something to do. So, um, so I asked people on the Oh My Dollar community what their spending hobbies are, if they had kids and activities, um, and I was really eager to see how other people prioritized their hobbies in their budget, or if maybe they had ones that saved them money. The overwhelming, the thing that people probably spent the most on, I mean, there was a huge array of different types of hobbies, but overwhelmingly, which might speak to the kind of people on the Oh My Dollar forums, was like fitness slash athletic hobbies. Mm. Um, Some of them kind of felt fit into like a more general wellness category, um, but there was a bunch of different ones. Uh, So our first example is from Brackenjoy on the forums. Brackenjoy says, me, yoga, $80 a month, husband, Brazilian jiu-jitsu. $150 $150 a month. Ouch. We also buy some gear for him and pay for periodic competitions, so I'd guess another $150 to $200 a year. So that's that's coming up in the figure skating range of costs. Yeah, yeah. But <laughs> uh, I mean, that's probably largely going towards space rental and instructor fees. Yeah, I'd imagine. And like, I don't know, cleaning geese, right? Those mm-hmm, are- <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, Lady Duck says she does Tai Chi, which is $500 Australian dollars a year. But it's more kind of mental and physical health management for her than a hobby, so to speak. Yeah, we were arguing earlier over where where to draw the line for a hobby. Yeah, exactly. Like, <laughs> I think Tai Chi counts. Is I don't a, know. I feel it in my gut. That it's a hobby? Yeah. It's like <laughs> Will, pornography. Will, you know it when you see it. <laughs> <laughs> Will has like strong ideas about what's a hobby and I do. What's I not can't define it, but I will, I will tell you. I, I will evaluate each one of these as they come. <laughs> 
CKNI27 said, pre-baby, my spending was on spinning, indoor cycling. I think I paid 120 a month for unlimited classes, and I went four to five times a week. Um, uh, hot yoga for $45 a month was someone else's, um, which I don't. that sounds like a really good deal for hot yoga. But yeah, I was going to say, that's, that's much less than the spinning. Maybe that's... Um, uh, not an unlimited package. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we've obviously talked a lot about like calculating out the cost per use when it comes to things like gym, uh, gym memberships. And it seems like a lot of the people that feel like their fitness membership falls into the the hobby category is folks that have maybe those more expensive memberships or more specific ones. Yeah, but, specific they, but they fitness. go a lot, a lot more often than maybe they do to end like Planet Fitness or whatever. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'd, I'd agree with that. This is a hobby that I've all I've always been really curious about. Um, uh, Kristen says I play tennis regularly, as does my husband. We belong to a tennis club that costs one hundred and fifty dollars a month. They also have a pool, so in the summer my kids swim there pretty regularly. I play four or so days a week, and my husband plays twice. They also have a workout room that I use maybe one or two times a month. One hundred and twenty a month for lessons, usually about three to four group lessons a month at thirty five a class. 30 to 50 a month for miscellaneous. I play in leagues. That costs about 30 a season. I also have to buy balls, bring snacks to home matches, have my racket restrung about every four months, and buy new shoes about every six months. Uh, I also belong to a gym for 150 a month. I average around 20 classes a month, so it costs between seven and eight a class. So sounds like spending on fitness is like a very big part of their expenses. Yeah. Though, though, I mean, a lot of these things, when you break it down per day or per class, it sounds more reasonable. Yeah, exactly. Greyweld rock climbs, so including parking for the rock gym, so $2 a visit or 16 a month at their average. But I usually carpool with my partner, so for my half, it's $8 a month. That plus equipment is $67 a month, which continues to decrease as I use my gear. Partner with an equal cost. Oh, interesting. Yeah, gear you can use long term and kind of decrease your per use cost. It's yeah. interesting. Do you want to know how expensive figure skates are? Very. <laughs> Very expensive. <laughs> and when you're really training a lot, you need to replace them about every year. But um, breaking in new skates is like miserable. Mm-hmm. So um, Nathan Chen actually competed at Worlds with duct taped skates because oh, he yeah. was so ready to not have to use his skates he'd only had for six weeks. He didn't trust them. That makes sense. Yeah work work with what works yeah also i mean breaking new skates makes your feet bleed like a mofo all right well here's another pricey one recreation averages 1650 a year says crow high was three thousand dollars twice this includes about 450 a year for dance classes and 550 a year for a gym membership the rest is mostly water sport related such as boats equipment and sports specific clothing yeah boats that's an expensive hobby yeah boats are cool though (laughs) (laughs) That's my tick. <laughs> boats boats are really pricey, though. You know, there's lots of jokes about boats as a great way to, to flush money away. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, another someone person said, I do triathlons and distance running events, and I spend about $200 a month in addition to a gym membership I'd have anyway. Uh, this includes travel for races, gear, nutrition, race entries. Expenses will fluctuate a lot depending on the events I'm doing. If I'm doing a full Ironman, for example, I'll be spending a lot more than if I'm just doing some half marathons. Just some half marathons, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, My family does the marathon thing, and I, I, I avoided that that weird genetic uh, disposition. <laughs> I feel like you're so so tall and thin that you would be a good runner. Yeah, I I like biking much better. Yeah, it's, I I view it as much more efficient. Yeah, I, the it only... doesn't wreck your knees by the time you're thirty. Yep. It's faster. It's more fun. The it's only easier. reason I run is that biking is so efficient. It's not a very good workout. 
So when I run, it's just a way <laughs> to be inefficient to yeah, burn more calories. Yeah, or I'm chasing calories. a bus or something. <laughs> that's that's really it. Being pursued by hounds. <laughs> yeah, pursued by hounds. Um, Three of Wands brought up wild swimming, partly because one of my favorite memories of my mother is that we couldn't pass a body of water without her grabbing the swimming costumes and insisting we have a dip, no matter that it's in Wales in March, and this makes me feel closer to her. The cost is technically free, and I can incorporate it into the hiking because... Thripmuir? Reserve. Reservoir. Reservoir. I don't know. Something. It's in Wales, presumably. Yes. <laughs> yeah, swimming. Swimming's free if you're swimming somewhere that's free. Yeah. And like wild swimming, I think, is like, it's a different kind of hobby than like competitive swimming, right? Right. Yeah. yeah. You're not racing anyone. You're just yeah. getting in there. Yeah. And it's more about like the location than it is about like how fast you're going. Yeah. Three of Wands also said, continuing on, uh, I usually stock up on 10 or 5 class passes for 50, 50 pounds or 100 pounds when I get a freelance gig I haven't already budgeted on to spend on spin class. In an ideal world, I'd be able to spend a thousand pounds on a yearly membership and then go whenever I wanted, probably a few times a week, but I do not live in that world yet. <laughs> also, they do really good yoga classes. Yeah, that's one of the things that was like a, a marker for me when I could, like, as like a sign of success that I could just pay for the expensive unlimited membership mm -hmm. and not have to, you know, like keep budgeting it out. Um, this is another one I thought I found interesting because I kind of view golf as something that like only fancy people do. <laughs> but uh, PBK Maine lives in a retirement community in Florida and says here in the villages, we have amenities fee of one hundred and forty nine dollars a month. Exercise classes, all activities and nine whole golf courses are all included in that. It's not optional. It's one of the costs of living here. My principal hobby is golf. I play the nine whole golf courses between the carts, lessons and other fees. The cost uh, per year for golf is $921 or about 77 a month, not including amenities fees. Yeah, golf's an interesting one because it is, does have the, the pricey reputation. But there's also a lot of municipal golf courses that bring the price way down. Yeah. Um, I was reading as part of a, an effort to democratize the game and make, make that hoity-toity action more accessible to the masses. Right. And I'm no good at golf. I've probably played 27 holes of golf in my whole life. I, would, uh, <laughs> I, I like mini golf. Mini golf's cool. It's it's Just, I I I I found golf mildly appealing. It's it's an excuse to like slowly walk around a nice lawn. Yeah, I mean, there's they call it a long walk spoiled, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's interesting. Also, uh, the PBK main pointed out that the reason that they rent a cart is because she plays with a lot of people in their eighties. Mm -hmm. That makes sense. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, so yeah, they they pay for the cart rental rather than haul the clubs themselves. So camping and hiking was a big one that was kind of lower on the cost spectrum. So like kind of moving away from fitness, like fitness and like sports, we saw a lot of people spend money on, and. Uh, often it was kind of on the higher end, even though there are like totally free ways to work out. But camping and hiking was something that a lot of people listed as a hobby, um, which is kind of fitness related, but also kind of traveling related. Yep, I'll count it as a hobby. Yeah. Oh, it's <laughs> under Will's definition <laughs> this of a hobby. This gets my stamp as a hobby. Yeah. Uh, Elle says she spends about 200 Canadian a year on camping, while Bracken Joy says that she and her husband spend 36 a year on a wilderness parking permit. And uh, they also spend some money on gas prices and some hiking shoes, mm -hmm. plus camping gear, yeah. gas, propane for your stove, gear replacement, etc. Backpacks. Um, Lil Lareal, 
Oh, I don't know how to pronounce that. Lelarol. Lelarol says, in the summer, uh, my partner and I hike, and that's 35 for the annual park pass, and maybe another 35 in increased gas costs to mm-hmm. trails. Um, and I needed new hiking shoes for the first time in five years last year, so 100 bucks. Yeah, so really just getting there is the big thing. Yeah, and like replacing equipment as it fails. If you, I, I definitely, like, all of my camping equipment has been slowly upgraded as, like, you know, oh, I have a little bit of extra money. I will throw it at, at, at upgrading this one piece of equipment because mm-hmm. I definitely didn't spend any money money for my like original camping kit. And I've slowly gotten nicer yeah. and nicer and pieces. Most stuff will last you pretty well if you take care of it. I've still got a tent I've been using for God, about a decade. Yeah, so. yeah. My camp stove, which was like, I think I spent like $50 on it, which was a huge amount of money to me at the time. Did you get a whisper light? Um, I do not have a whisper light because I wanted something that would burn fuel I could find anywhere in the Mm. world. Oh, that's cool. Um, And so, and I wanted something I could could potentially fly with. And so I actually have one that burns denatured alcohol. Nice. um, And the... Uh, I love it. It's just an excellent stove. It's probably one of the coolest ones. The only downside is it does take a long time to boil water compared mm-hmm. to like a whisper light. Yeah. Um, I got it back before I drank coffee in the morning. Now I'm a uh, little more bitter about the fact that everybody else has their coffee done before I do. Well, before, yeah, it's tough. <laughs> <laughs> and three of one said camping and hiking is a big hobby, but it pretty much pays for itself since campsites in Scotland only tend to cost a few kid quid for the night. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and added, especially if you don't mind that they're in woods that are probably haunted. Yeah, no, probably. That's, that checks out. But good, good discount. Yeah. Uh, so camping and hiking was a big one. And that was kind of in the like lower cost hobbies. Um, wh- another one that was on the low end of cost was watching YouTube or Netflix and or participating in fandom, <laughs> uh, which is definitely a hobby for me. Yeah, uh, I'll count it. Uh, I spend a ton of time watching YouTube, and while YouTube is free, I I uh, spend about two hundred fifty a year to support various YouTube creators via Patreon, merch, YouTube channel membership, mm-hmm. stuff like that. DC Katie said we don't have cable, but we have Netflix, Hulu, and Amazon, and Filmstruck before it went away, and we'll get the Criterion service when it launches. So forty dollars a month or so there, and now we're in a town with a great nonprofit cinema. Oh, so that's cool. <laughs> we have a ninety dollars annual membership plus about thirty dollars a month in movie tickets. That's pretty good. That's that sounds like a thorough hobby. Yeah, um, it, watching movies is one of those things where like. I, I love watching movies, but it takes so much time. Like, yeah, I, I don't think watch a lot of movies for that reason very, as well. It's very much a hobby. I, I, I struggle to commit myself to watching something for two hours. Yeah, totally. Uh, or like three. The movies are cool. I don't. I think that's more more me than movies. Three of Wands says that fandom is probably her biggest and most sedentary hobby and is also effectively free unless you count the many hours lost to staring at pictures of Miranda Otto. Do we know who Miranda Otto is? Uh, I'll put a picture in okay. it. She's very pretty. <laughs> uh, yeah, I also spend a lot of time on fandom. In addition to watching YouTube, I read a lot of fan fiction, um, and that probably takes a, a fair amount of time. Uh, you know, got to keep those comments coming in on archive of our own. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> bikes. Bikes are a hobby, I guess. And I bikes that, can be a hobby, but not everyone who bikes is a bike hobbyist. Exactly. So this was a big, like, a lot of people mentioned it as a hobby, and it's totally a hobby for me. But I don't spend that much on it. I spend about no, me neither. 300 a year on biking and bike camping-related expenses, other than the year I purchased my custom bike, uh, which was Right, yeah, it's pricey. got a high entry cost. Yeah. Well, I mean, as high as you want it to be, yeah. entry cost. But then it is mostly, mostly upkeep. I don't know how, I guess I... 
Yeah, two or three hundred a year sounds about right. Yeah, for, that's for and, repairs. That's like new repairs. wheel here and there. And then that's for me also things like uh, purchasing kits. new fuel for bike camping, um, biker hiker campsite fees, mm-hmm. uh, various things like that that I use for bike camping. Um, and 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 it's not just bike camping. Like I do a lot of bike stuff that is very like most of my social life came from bike stuff, like mm-hmm. riding children's bikes down a giant hill every Sunday night. Yeah, oh totally. <laughs> um, and uh, you know, I I led a very big ride for years called Bowie versus Prince that is you know a couple thousand people and like i consider that a hobby because it cost me money and also ate up a ton of time yeah Uh, so you know it's a hobby and and i also like i didn't i don't put costumes in the same category as biking but i do like spend a fair amount of time sewing and making costumes for various bike rides during pedal okay so bike related we can count it pedal blusa is our, our big free bike open source bike festival that happens here with like over 200 rides in a month uh, in Portland and like so and I also go on a lot of bike moves which is mm-hmm. totally a hobby uh, during the season when a lot of people are moving by bike like it's a thing that I spend a significant amount of time doing on the weekends uh, and it, it's fun it's social but it is also hauling people's stuff between their houses yeah. on, on, no, that's, that's, on a bike. A, that's a hobby if you're doing it for fun I guess Mountain Mustache 29 says bikes are my main hobby besides the embarrassing amounts of money each one of them costs I probably spend about $100 a month on maintenance gear nutrition etc for racing and training I work at a shop though so stuff is decently cheap and I don't pay retail for bikes I sell the bikes as well about every two years and usually make enough to buy my next bike so honestly it's not a huge out-of-pocket cost well it was the first time I bought a bike for (laughs) $4,000 Mountain biking is my very favorite thing in the world to do, and it has taken me so many incredible places that it has been very worth it. It does leave very little extra money for any other hobbies, so the rest are all cheap slash free. Yeah. Yeah. Though, I mean, like you were saying, biking does kind of enable a lot of other hobbies. It's a, ch- a cheap way to get places yeah. often. Um, and I think like it, it, people that race bikes end up spending a lot more on biking because yeah, they need faster bikes than other people. Yeah, um, and, but like biking for me is my transportation, and bike touring is a lot cheaper than train mm-hmm. tickets or even like driving to a park. Yeah, so it's it's actually a hobby that probably saves me money overall. No, I, I agree. Also... That's my my transit and my gym membership. <laughs> <laughs> I am not. I am now old enough that I'm no longer able to use biking as my gym membership. Uh, there was I. I had the hubris when I was younger that I was like, oh, I don't need to worry about it. I bike everywhere. Mm -hmm. Um, And it turns out that it's too efficient. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And so I have to work out on top of it. I'm still still 28. (laughs) It's coming up. It's creeping up on you. It is. I'm 29 in mere months. Months. July 21st. Reading. Reading is a great cheap hobby. A ton of people said that it was their hobby. Everything from fan fiction, which is obviously free, to getting books through their library, which also is free. Um, Though a lot of people admitted that they collect a lot of books and then Mm -hmm. they kind of read down the stash for a couple years. Uh, Cost estimates ranged everywhere from $0 to $1,000 a year. I wonder what I spent on you you uh, read a lot, though. I read a lot. I mean, most, most of my reading these days is on a Kindle, which I got used for... 40 bucks and i read a lot of older stuff that's open source and free online 
I get most of my ebooks. I also read um, mostly on my Kindle, and it is I get a lot of ebooks from the library because you can check out mm-hmm. ebooks from mm-hmm. library. And I would say like the vast majority of my ebooks I don't pay for anymore. Um, but like when I lived in Germany, and you know, um, a lot of my like normal hobbies like bike moving and stuff like that didn't exist, and I also had uh, a pretty long train ride every day. I probably spent I would say thirty or forty euros a month on books on my kindle and i had zero regrets about it because i i read i read like between five five plus books a week so i have i have been looking at a a kobo reader which is looks like a superior version of the kindle and is not Amazon, Amazon made right? <laughs> and linked, which I like. It's also waterproof and slightly larger. Oh, uh, the new the new Kindle is waterproof too, which yeah, is like I don't I don't want to. Amazon does not need my money. I I nor my data. I feel like is the more concerning thing yeah, about this. Right. I have been for years putting my Kindle in a plastic bag and mm-hmm, taking it into the mm-hmm. bathtub, and it, it used to have manual buttons, so you could just use the buttons yeah, on the side. Yeah, they yeah, re- I'm still rocking the the first generation one or whatever oh my god i've had so many of them destroyed i i think i got to the point where they kept i, I was under warranty but i think they replaced my original kindle five times for free under warranty <laughs> yeah they're, so. they're, they're reasonably cheap um i also because we live right next to the well not right next to we live in the vicinity of the largest bookstore in the country which is cool is that true Spell is the largest bookstore in the country the largest independent bookstore in the country largest independent used bookstore in the country so i'll buy a bunch of powell's books and then sell them back to powell's oh and as and- sort of a for-profit library <laughs> scenario um <laughs> I also have a lot of roommate turnover sometimes and definitely have turned a lot of former roommates books into more books for me. It's it's a good I, I like to keep the books rotating. Yeah. Yep. I read a lot of books I would not expect to read uh, by getting them from like the hostel free piles mm-hmm. when I'm traveling where I'll be like, sure, this looks sketch, but I'll like I'll, I'll read it anyway. Oh, yeah. So. I found some good stuff there for sure. Yeah. I definitely, I've also found some stuff I wouldn't classify as good, but I would classify as good enough entertainment for a Entertaining, train. yeah. <laughs> All right, we're going to talk more about hobbies when we get back. We're back, and we're back. still I, talking about hobbies. We're still talking about hobbies, and I think this next one is going to test Will's definition of a hobby right here. Yeah, Food and drinks were, like, heavily in the category of people being like, this is, like, is this a hobby? Because obviously you need food for sustenance, but, like, I wouldn't consider the food that I eat a hobby because I'm not, I'm not very fancy with my food. I eat the same thing for breakfast every morning. Mm-hmm. I make it in the Instant Pot. Like, you know, I... I would you consider like will will you were kind of saying that like food more than sustenance is a hobby right yeah yeah i'll buy that i will i will evaluate these in a case-by-case basis oh i see i see (laughs) based on the will's court of whether or not something's a hobby but like i go and get things that are not sustenance because i'm like trying to eat my emotions away so i'll like go get ghost pepper chips from trader joe's Uh five minutes before they close at night is that not a hobby that's not a hobby (laughs) rejected um it's 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 yeah that's its own thing i need to talk about with my therapist (laughs) yeah yeah i think a hobby would be if you were making your own ghost pepper chips oh that sounds like um very bad for your eyes yeah yeah because we make our own hot sauce but i don't really consider that a hobby either because while it does take up time the main reason we do it is because i eat so much hot sauce it's too expensive to buy at the store yeah i think if you're doing it to save money it's not a hobby i mean yeah it's like kind of fun it takes up time but i wouldn't consider it a hobby i don't know 
So this was kind of the food category was split in between the camp of being a foodie and going to a lot of restaurants and then people that love to cook, some of which were people were the same. G-Dog said cooking may save money versus buying the same thing, but fancy cheeses are not cheap. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, Uh, Meadowlark says my most favorite thing in the world to do is hang out with my friends. Since that usually involves restaurant meals and alcohol, that is a lot. We average around $800 a month. My portion is less than half since they drink less alcohol than Stingray presumably their friend or partner, and don't eat seafood or meat. Ah, uh, yeah. Aaron built a barbot, a, rob- a robotic bartending machine, which definitely cost him more than just mixing his own cocktails, but we're not really sure if that falls under food drinks or under electronics. <laughs> yes, all of the above. Uh, <laughs> Is that a hobby, Will? Yes. Okay. Yeah, yeah. That's, yeah. that's like certainly going above and beyond what you need to do to consume ethanol so but dc katie says that cocktails are a really fun creative outlet for her she loves making up new ones and trying to custom craft them for people's tastes katie said we probably spend 75 to 100 dollars a month on booze and that may go up now with so many amazing breweries in our new town i do not regret this (laughs) hobby hobby is that a hobby hobby. that's a hobby are you Um, just biased because you also like good beer yes yeah i mean i think that's going to count as a hobby because i'm not doing that for sustenance sustenance and nutrition but you're not um, making it. I mean, you do also but make I beer. Do. <laughs> <laughs> but like, um, but is drinking beer that you're not making is that a hobby? Uh, I think it depends on the, like if I were to hear about some new brewery that was making a cool pilsner and go there to try their pilsner and then talk about the pilsner with some nerds. That sounds like hobby consumption. If I was like having a crappy day and wanted to consume alcohol. Then it's not. And went and purchased just, you know, a Miller Lite from, from a dive would, bar. Would That's you actually drink a Miller Lite from a dive bar? Yeah. Okay. I kind of thought maybe you were too much of a beer snob to do that. No, good beer at dive bars is is kind of a crapshoot because they don't, I feel like lines are often not as clean. Yeah. And things are just not going to be tasting good. No, I'll, 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 I'll drink piss beer. <laughs> Diopson, who I really want to know how to pronounce your name because uh, you're even one of our Patreon supporters. But, and I feel like you've been on the show. We've used your yeah, quotes on the show. Ring. So let us know how to pronounce your name. Says, eating out. I'm resistant to call this a hobby, but I think that's because I don't want to think of myself as spending $200 a month on a hobby. Uh, yes, that's where it is. <laughs> yeah, that's... I think, I'm, I think I'm going to put the same qualifier for beer as food for hobby. Like, if you're doing it for aesthetic enjoyment and you know your your involvement in a in a scene versus like i need some calories to the restaurant the burrito for lunch to eat at your desk at work is very different as it's not a hobby yeah unless you've got like your burrito blog and you're like taking a nice picture of your burrito you're eating for work every day and getting it from a different place i took a picture of every single thing i bought for an entire year so (laughs) is everything a hobby because i blogged everything every single thing i bought for an entire year yes okay all right good (laughs) i'm gonna stick with this definition um that well that's kind of interesting about what cat scratch said about it uh, Cat Scratch said, for me, restaurant eating is usually linked to socializing, so it's performing an entirely different role in my life than groceries and cooking. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah. Yeah, I, I feel like usually when I'm eating out, it is with friends. There's definitely those, I'm very hungry right now and need to eat something immediately so I can function moments. But yeah, I'd, I'd say for the most part, eating out intentionally is a social experience. 
so our next biggest category. So fitness was our biggest category. And probably the next biggest category was making things, which is just a general title I'm going to use because, man, we have such cool people in the Oh My Dollar community. There's so many things I didn't even think of as ways to make things. Mm -hmm. So Oro said I spend 50 to to $100 a month on art. <laughs> Some months it's very little and other months I stock up, need to frame things, etc. Yeah. Uh, Christy said, I'm a hobbyist game developer. When we're talking video games, it is a pretty cheap hobby. Yeah, that makes sense. I would own the hardware anyways, and I've spent literally $30 on software tools. Except that now I'm part of the indie game dev, dev scene, and I've ended up buying, kickstarting a lot more games. I have, $50, I have a $50 a month games budget. The scene's social events run me about $50 more, mostly in transportation to and from the events. I mean, that sounds like a hobby. You get into it, it's cheap, it's easy, and then you get deeper into yeah. it, and suddenly you're spending money on... <laughs> deeper and deeper. Yeah. Uh, continuing on, uh, now I also make IRL games sometimes, like LARPs and escape rooms. That can be much more expensive because you need to construct physical props. For example, I bought a batch of custom fortune cookies containing encrypted messages that will lead you to a secret Twitter that is an in-fiction newsfeed for a project I'm currently developing. Could I have made them myself? I tried, and the answer is no. Fortune cookies are hard to make. <laughs> I've, I've actually wanted to try to make fortune cookies for a while. Well, if you do, report back on yeah, the show. Yeah, I, I will. <laughs> um, I feel like I feel like you've got a lot going on already with that Twitter newsfeed ah, and the whole good like hobby, escape Christy. room. <laughs> that maybe the fortune cookies don't need to be added to the list of things you need to make. Right. Mm -hmm. Cheese Cat said, I've recently started pottery for the fourth time in life. That's cool. Uh, classes are $135 per eight-week session, but do not include clay, which is $25 per bag. I've only finished a few pieces this session, and I've recycled the rest back to clay to use during the next. I feel good about spending $20 per week. It's about what I would spend getting drinks with a friend, but this is a bit more productive, and I'm meeting new people in a low-stakes way. That is one of the things I found about figure skating is I have this whole new circle of like friends and I've been spending a lot of time whining that one I'm like unmotivated and depressed and running a business and uh -huh. have to travel all the time. So I have less friends now, but also all my friends started having kids uh -huh. and uh, there's just a different like they have a way to meet people, right? Like kids are a social excuse, right? Like yep. they've got their preschool and their soccer games and everything and they meet this whole else new kids do. Yeah. group of people that share something with them and now i'm meeting all these cool adults that are also figure skaters and there's Heck like yeah. a whole social environment and i also now have like a bunch of 12 year olds that are subscribed to my youtube channel that i've met through the rink which is you know a thing oh, i'm concerned rocking. about but um, no that's cool <laughs> I, I guess i guess most hobbies do come with that social aspect i mean there was the i think there fitness was what christy was the... saying about meeting people and attending things and there's what you're saying about the figure skating and then the pottery yeah i mean anytime you're with people with similar interests. I feel like things are ripe for friendship. And well, and I think that's the other thing is that like there's some hobbies that can be very solo, but as you get, as you were saying, like as you get deeper and deeper into them, then they open themselves up for more socialization. So one of the big hobbies that like overwhelmingly, it's actually such a big hobby that people ended up starting a works in progress for fiber arts. Mm -hmm. But in the making things category, so many people on the way forums are knitters which is like obviously like pretty much a solo hobby but if you're really into it you hang out on Ravelry and you talk to other knitters and like you know you you do more and more of those things you go to knitting conventions so like mm -hmm. it's a different you're kind raising of alpacas yeah. and yeah I can casually watch slope. I can casually watch YouTube videos or I can like go to meetups for fandom and you know like there's an entirely different yeah. kind of thing there 
Um, yeah, so there was a ton of people knitting and crocheting. Uh, there's honestly, there were so many people that did this as a hobby that it's like hard to walk through it. Uh, I'd like to get into crocheting. I think that's that's like an activity that's calling me this winter when oh, things really? get, get bleak and dark. Yeah. yeah, it's a good like it's a good like cozy hobby. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, I don't need it in the summer. <laughs> there's a lot of things I'm rem- realizing I don't need in the summer. Uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> I like realized how much time I was wasting, like looking at like fuzzy pajamas on the internet this winter and now i'm like oh i don't i don't need don't any need of them yeah uh queen anne said i just started to crochet and i haven't been able to figure out how much it will cost startup wasn't too bad i b- bought a kit for 12 dollars that came with five or six hooks and plus a few basic pieces of supplies and how-to guide i bought a few skeins of yarns seems like you can go crazy on yarn dollars yep. though <laughs> yeah that was one of the big ones nitwit said despite their name it cost them nothing to have knitting currently free as quote i'm knitting exclusively from a lovely stash of previously purchased yarn yeah, yeah. uh that was a big thing S- building up stashes as you get into like knitting and crocheting and sewing as a hobby um sewing uh knitwit said excluding initial startup costs incurred in 2018 is averaging about 25 months dollars a month in supplies I have I still have a stash. I acquired so much fabric when I lived in India because it was it's so high quality and so inexpensive there that I brought an entire suitcase back oh, of, just of, of fabric. Nice. Yeah. I literally spent forever like running around the market in my village and just buying fabric and like negotiating with everybody like a week before I left. And I like bought a suitcase just just to bring home uh, fabric. Cool. But I'm still working off that stash. And I lived in India in like two thousand nine. Yeah, it does seem like a bunch of supplies would yeah. kind of leave you set for quite a while. Yeah. Um, obviously, I have to buy like thread and notions, and then if I want to do a specific costume, sometimes I have to go get like some specific color. Yeah. I have a lot of glitter spandex. <laughs> I, I believe that. <laughs> um, Lilla Roll says I've spent just under seven hundred dollars the past two years, from zero to a hundred annually. Before that, on knitting, I'm now very out of space to store yarn, and I have to knit up my stash before I can buy any more but I'm satisfied with my range of needles etc so I expect it will be a bit less this year see that's a good one because yeah she just filled up and now she can't buy anything else for a minute Uh, Crow says crafting supplies average $113 per year low of 15 high of 358 (laughs) this is mostly yarn by yarn I mean old sweaters that I have to take apart for new to me yarn oh that's I I always forget that you can just take things apart and re-knit them yeah Yes. So Claire Dragonfly said, my spending has gone way down in the last few years, accommodation of having a stricter budget and just not knitting as much. Also, the kind of fiber arts category, multiple people mentioned cosplay. Um, Obviously, costumes are a big part of my budget, although um, now they're mostly business expenses for me because I uh, use costumes for work. But the cost of making costumes, which was estimated at about $400 per costume, kind of overall of all the people that were doing it, but also the cost of traveling to cons, which can really range in price depending on where they are and what kind of con they are um, as sort of a cosplay hobby. Um, Meadowlark had a really interesting cosplay hobby, which is the Mardi Gras crew membership, which is $200 a year uh, for their partner. Only one of us needs to be a member. And then costumes and ball gowns, of course. I spent about $125 this year. I don't know how you only spent $125 yeah, on a ball gown for bad. Mardi Gras. Um, I'll be able to wear this year's gown again, but probably not next year. Right. Interesting. Gardening. Gardening's a hobby. Yep. Uh, a lot of people mentioned this, but we only got numbers from one person. Crow says, I average $300 per year on my yard slash garden over the last 10 years. It's ranged from a low of 50 to a high of 600. 
That's one of those things where it can cost as much as you want it. Yeah, I don't to. know how big this person's lawn is either. Yeah. Like, I mean, you, if it was like a big acre lawn, maybe it was all grass seed or something. New lawnmower. Yeah. Get him on my lawn. That's not a hobby. <laughs> That's more of a mowing your lawn. Yeah. Not a hobby. A falls under wheels, not a hobby verdict. <laughs> uh this is one that I have. Stationary and pens. Uh-huh. Claire Dragonfly said, fountain pens. This is a more recent hobby. I think I've spent $200 in the last two years. She also said that bullet journaling and notebooks in general, this doesn't feel like a hobby. It's just having a planner, which is part of me existing in the universe, but it doesn't fit in any other budget category. Um, Yeah, I actually, I would say stationery and planners is totally like a hobby for me in that like I spend a lot of time on it. I do a lot of unnecessary stuff. If you follow me on Instagram, you'll you've probably seen my like elaborately decorated planner that is mm-hmm. like way beyond the functionality of my planner. Um, and I also bought about seventy dollars worth of planner and stationery when I was in Japan because they have a lot of cool stuff there that I wasn't able to get in the states. They get an eight story stationery supply store. That's wild. It was I mean every floor was devoted. <laughs> To just one type of thing. So there was the fountain pen floor, there was the washi paper floor, there was the washi tape floor, there was the planner floor. It was a whole. Th- it was amazing. There was a whole floor for stickers. Uh, <laughs> I, so I actually put a lot of this in business expenses, but it's I average business stickers. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, business <laughs> stickers. It's part of what's what I sell. It's a thing. Uh, but I spent about a hundred dollars a year on like stationary supplies and planners and stuff like that. Skincare and makeup. This was a big one. We ended up having a whole thread on it. We'll probably talk about it more. Um, but uh, this can be really expensive. Makeup is really expensive, Will. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, and I think that's another thing that could or could not be a hobby depending on context. Yeah. Like some skincare is like maintenance, like wash your face, you know. Uh-huh. But I would also, I would describe myself as now into what I call skintainment. <laughs> Which is like skincare that's also kind of fun or cute or novel, like animal-shaped face masks. I would reconsider that portmanteau. It sounds like a portmanteau of skin and containment. Like your skin's like... Skin going everywhere. Skin Skin attainment? Skin skin entertainment? Skin entertainment? Ooh, I like skin (laughs) entertainment. I don't know. We'll, we'll, we'll work it. on it. Uh, so I spent about 130 a year on skincare, but when I was in Japan, I stocked up on a lot of stuff you can only get in Japan. Well, yeah, because you I, were in Japan. That's... I know, but I spent $250 on skincare Damn. in Japan. I know. Well, you know, it's fine. I'm not going to have to buy anything for like the rest of the year. So. Yeah, yeah. Uh, a lot of people mention their pets as a hobby, especially as they get more expensive as they aged. Vet bills added up, and the cost ranged from $20 a month for taking care of a kitty to $200 a month. Um, a lot of people mentioned fostering cats as oh, a hobby, that's cool. which is actually like technically free hmm. um, because usually the foster agency will like pay for their food and mm-hmm, handle mm-hmm. their vet bills and everything. Um, but foster kittens take up a ton of time. So, yep, yep. Huh. that's a hobby. <laughs> it's OK. That fits the will definition yeah. of a hobby. Yeah. I like cats. I would not uh, describe my cat as a hobby, but that might be because she's not very expensive and she's also a cat. So she doesn't do very much. But I do spend a lot of time talking about my cat. Yeah, hobby. So is, is that a hobby? Eh, uh, yeah, maybe, maybe. Borderline. And like talking to her, trying to convince her that she needs to come to bed and hang out with me. Yeah, borderline. Um, that was no. Okay, no. Uh... And and kind of our last category was just learning. So learning was a big one in addition to like learning fitnessy hobbies that mm-hmm. kind of are in the athletics category. Um, a lot of people have classes. 
Uh, Cat Scratch on the forum says, I have learned over over the years that my biggest hobby is learning something new. So I let myself spend a hundred a year on something new new that I'm not sure I'll like or stick with and evaluate after six months That's or fun. so. And limit to one new thing I can spend on. One year it was gardening. Another was making hard cider. Another paddle boarding rentals. Gardening stuck until last year, which was full of bike camping. Nice. Oh, I like that. Um, Meowmalade on the forum said that uh, my banjo was around $1,300, and I have a lesson approximately once a month, which is $60 for an hour. Speaking of which, my next lesson is in 1.5 weeks, and I should practice. <laughs> my piano cost an insane amount, and I'm currently getting it tuned three to four times a year at $200 a pop. Yikes. My piano was free. <laughs> I'm learning how to... I'm actually Do you learning get it how to... tuned? No, but I'm going to learn how to tune it, which maybe is a hobby, because that's kind of an unnecessary thing that someone else could do. Yeah, yeah. It's def- it's probably cheaper to hire someone else to tune your piano than it is to learn to tune it yourself. Yeah, I've got a really good ear for intervals, though. I think it'll be satisfying. And then if I get good at tuning it, I can do weird, weird prepared piano nonsense. What is that? You like put like a spoon in between a certain two strings and like coins on other strings and like you're kind of muting some and... The idea is it kind of makes this whole range of sounds and the pieces are all kind of gamelan inspired. Weird. All right. Weird, weird cool. percussive bell noises, well, atonal y- stuff. If you learn that, we'll use it as our intro music Deal, episode. Okay. That'll be a different one. <laughs> <laughs> is piano something you do a lot? Yeah. Piano is a hobby. I forgot about that one. Um, and it's, it's free to you. It's free. I'll spend, I don't know, 10 or 15 bucks every four or five months at Powell's unused sheet music. Mm. Um, there's also like all the sheet music I'm interested in is free and an open source online. So I print out a lot too. Mm, yeah. <laughs> on the office printer, but don't tell anyone. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> I like how it's going to be on the air, Will. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm counting. I'm counting on those folks not listening. We'll see. Uh. <laughs> yeah. I, I would say probably the only thing that we didn't like, which is kind of under the learning camp, kind of under electronics, but um, is that like I make YouTube videos, which doesn't it, it helps my business overall. And like I buy the equipment as a business expense because it's mm-hmm. video equipment and stuff. But like I definitely make a lot of videos that are not related to my business. And uh, like maybe eventually if I ever become a wild YouTube celebrity will make me money. But for now, it's like it's a hobby, right? Yeah. I believe there's all those digital pictures you've been doing on Instagram. Oh, yeah. That I seems forget like a that hobby. Like, I do photography, too. It's just such a thing I've been doing for so long. But yes, that is also a hobby. Uh, luckily, uh, I've had my camera for years. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. But that is, I mean, photography is one of those hobbies where it's like, oh, it can get really expensive if you want it to be. But um I'm not good enough at it to want to spend a bunch of money on really nice mm-hmm. lenses and stuff. Although occasionally I do rent lenses. Um, so if I want like a really, 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 really nice tel- telephoto lens, I can like rent a lens I didn't know instead that was of a spending cool. $10,000 on a lens, <laughs> which is n- not going to happen. No. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, I think the thing that I really liked was the description of uh, Mountain Mustache said of that biking was their very favorite thing to do in the world. I think that really does a great job of like summing up why hobbies are important. And that like, even though they do cost money, like making yourself happy with your money is really important. And there's also like a lot of ways to fill your time that can make you happy that don't cost a lot. Like we had a lot of really pricey hobbies in here and we also had a lot of free hobbies. So, or hobbies that save you money like biking. Yeah. So, uh, I thought that was really interesting. 
Uh, Hobbies I, are cool. I we didn't even hear... talk about making beer. We'll do that next next time. <laughs> yeah, homebrewing used to be a hobby I did to save myself money, but then it also can get really expensive. So I think I, yeah, we digress. Uh, uh, we did digress. Yeah, we've probably covered it enough that we shouldn't talk about it here. Uh, yeah, and I guess I'll report back if I keep figure skating. I think thus far I've spent like $160 on going back to skating. Oh, and that's I've not awful. been back at it for six weeks, uh, but I don't have a coach yet, which oh, is God. what's really going <laughs> to eat into it. But I've been putting off getting a coach, even though I need one, uh, because they're pricey. Yep. F- figure skating coaches are like $40 for half an hour. So, Well, that wraps our show for today, but keep on emailing us and posting the forums about hobbies. We love hearing from you, so email us your financial worries, successes, and interesting hobbies at questions at oh my dollar, or tweet us at at anomaly or at oh my dollar, or get at us at the oh my dollar forums. Our producer is Will Romy. Our intro music is by Aaron Parecki, and your host and personal finance educator has been Lillian Kerbake. Thank you for listening, and until next time, remember to manage your money so it doesn't manage you. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.